0: Welcome to the Next Steps of Bowering Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, and today's reading is for February 13th. Exodus 37. Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood, two cubits and a half with its length, a cubit and a half its breadth, a cubit and a half its height, and he overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside and made a molding of gold around it. And he cast for it four rings of gold for its four feet, two rings on its one side, two rings on the other side, and he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold and put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry it. And he made a mercy seat of pure gold, two cubits and a half with its length, cubit and a half its breadth, and he made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work on the two ends of the mercy seat, one cherub on the one end, one cherub on the other end. Of one piece with the mercy seat, he made the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim spread out their wings above, Overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces one to another, toward the mercy seat were the faces of the cherubim. He also made the table of acacia wood, two cubits was its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height, and he overlaid it with pure gold, and made a moulding of gold around it, and he made a rim around it a handbreadth width, and made a moulding of gold around the rim. He cast for it four rings of gold and fastened the rings to the four corners at its four legs. Close to the frame were the rings as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood to carry the table and overlaid them with gold. And he made vessels of pure gold that were to be on the table, its plates and dishes for incense, its bowls and flagons with which to pour drink and offerings. He also made the lampstand of pure gold. He made the lampstand of hammered work, its base, its stem, its cups, its calyxes, its flowers were of one piece with it. And there were six branches going out of its sides. Three branches of the lampstand out of the one side of it. Three branches of the lampstand out of the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on one branch. And three cups made like almond blossoms each with calyx and flower on the other branch. So, for the six branches going out of the lampstand. And on the lampstand itself were four cups made like almond blossoms and their calyxes and flowers, and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out of it. Their calyxes and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole of it was a single piece of hammered work of pure gold. And he made its seven lamps and its tongs and its trays of pure gold. He made it and all its utensils out of a talent of pure gold. He made the altar of incense of acacia wood. Its length was a cubit. Its breadth was a cubit. It was square and two cubits was its height. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its horns, and he made a molding of gold around it. And he made two rings of gold on it under its molding on two opposite sides of it as holders for the poles with which to carry it. And he made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He made the holy anointing oil also and the pure fragrant incense blended as by the perfumer. Chapter 38. He made the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood. Five cubits was its length, five cubits its breadth. It was square, and three cubits was its height. He made horns on it for the four corners. Its horns were of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with bronze. And he made all the utensils of the altar, the pots, the shovels, the basins, the forks, and the firepans. He made all of its utensils of bronze. And he made for an altar a grating, a network of bronze, under its ledge, extending halfway down. He cast four rings on the four corners of the bronze, grating as holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. And he put the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar to carry it with them. He made it hollow with boards. He made the basin of bronze and its stand of bronze from the mirrors of the ministering women who ministered in the entrance of the tent of meeting. And he made the court. For the south side, the hangings of the court were of fine twine linen, a hundred cubits. Their 20 pillars and their 20 bases were of bronze. But the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. And for the north side there were hangings of a hundred cubits, their twenty pillars, their twenty bases were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. And for the west side were hangings of fifty cubits, their ten pillars and their ten bases, the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. And for the front to the east, fifty cubits. The hangings for one side of the gate were fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and three bases. And so for the other side, On both sides of the gate of the court were hangings of 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three bases. All the hangings around the court were of fine twined linen. And the bases for the pillars were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. The overlaying of their capitals was also of silver, and all the pillars of the court were filleted with silver. And the screen for the gate of the court was embroidered with needlework in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. It was twenty cubits long and five cubits high, with its breadth, corresponding to the hangings of the court. And their pillars were four in number. Their four bases were of bronze, their hooks of silver, and the overlaying of their capitals and their fillets of silver. And all the pegs for the tabernacle and for the court all around were of bronze. These are the records of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of the testimony, as they were recorded at the commandment of Moses, the responsibility of the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord commanded Moses. And with him was Aholiab, the son of Asimach, of the tribe of Dan, an engraver and designer and embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. All the gold that was used for the work in all the construction of the sanctuary, the gold from the offering, was twenty nine talents and seven hundred and thirty shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary. The silver from those of the congregation who were recorded was a hundred talents and one thousand seven hundred and seventy five shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary. A becah a head, that is, half a shekel, by the shekel of the sanctuary for everyone who was listed in the records from 20 years old and upward, for 603,550 men. The hundred talents of silver were for casting the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil, a hundred bases for the hundred talents, a talent, a base. And of the 1,775 shekels, he made hooks for the pillars and overlaid their capitals and their fillets for them. The bronze that was offered was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. With it he made the bases for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the bronze altar and the bronze grating for it, and all the utensils of the altar, the bases around the court and the bases of the gate of the court, all the pegs of the tabernacle and all the pegs around the court. Psalm 32, a Maskell of David. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curved with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Mark 4. Again, he began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into the boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, a sower went out to sow and he sowed. Some fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil, and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear... Let him hear. And when he was done, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables so that they may indeed see, but not perceive. They may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once, he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nest in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And that's the end of the reading for February 13th. So what do we take away from the reading for today? Well, for me, I come to Mark 4 into this last part of the reading where Jesus calms a storm. Uh, But right before that, there's these parables he's telling and it says with many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it he did not speak to them without a parable but privately to his own disciples he explained everything so he's got this relationship with his disciples those he's training and he you know speaks in parables partly because those who are not able to hear won't be able to understand but those who are will And with his own disciples, he gives the details. And then they go on to this, um, into the water, into the boat, and they have this storm, and and Jesus is sleeping, and then he gets up, and they say, don't you care about us, we're going to die. He calms the storm, peace, be still. And he says to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith. And they're still trying to figure out who he is. But what strikes me here is his relationship with his followers. He explains what they need to know when they need to know it. He puts them in circumstances where they are going to fail in their faith. And yet he loves them. He teaches them. He forgives them. He shows them his power. And he is with them. And that's what I'm going to take away today. Father, I want to thank you that even though I often do not understand what you're doing, I often don't understand what I'm reading, you teach me exactly what I need to know. You help me to understand what is needed. And Father, in this life, as I sometimes fail, well, every day, in some area of faith, you're still with me, you're teaching me, you love me, and you're going to accomplish in me what you have set out to do. And I'm so grateful for that, Father. And help me today to live by faith. In Jesus' name, amen.